is one of the key changes made to let cruises resume too high a price to pay? Or is it worth it to be able to let cruising start again? Quite a few cruises have reacted negatively to the news that as cruising has started up in Europe, you're required to go on a cruise line excursion. Four of the cruise lines that have started up in Europe and are calling on ports require you to go on one of their organized excursions. You can't self-tour and you can't go on independent tours. Now, a lot of cruises have not liked that news at all. However, I want to explore it in a little bit more detail before you make up your mind and talk about the pros, the cons, and things you should think about before you decide if it's actually a price too high to pay and would stop you going cruising, certainly as cruising resumes. We don't know at this point in time what the rules are going to be for cruises out of the USA, but certainly a lot of these protocols that are in Europe, I think we are like to see if they work, apply when cruising starts in Europe. First of all, you need to bear in mind that there are quite a lot of cruises that for a very long period of time already require you to only go on their excursions. This applies in expedition cruising, where the excursions are bundled into the price of the fare and you can only leave the ship on excursions. Now, this often applies because the places you go are very remote or dangerous. So in the Arctic, for example, you there's a risk of being attacked by polar bears. So there's actually armed guards and they scope out an area. The same in Antarctica where they are, there's lots of restrictions around people exploring and they want to keep you safe. So certainly the concept of going on a cruise where you can only go on cruise line excursions is an already established principle for many cruisers. Secondly, we're seeing a lot of cruise lines moving or introducing the idea of cruise line excursions bundled into the cruises. Let's take a look at that. So in ocean cruising, Viking Ocean and Regent Seven Sea Cruises, for example, they bundle excursions into the cruise. And so in all the ports or most of the ports, there will be one or two excursions that you can go on. And many of the people who go on those cruises will use the cruise line excursions. We're also seeing, for example, Oceania cruises with their O-Life fares. You have the option of choosing either onboard credit or drinks package or included excursions. If you go on a river cruise, for example, excursions for most of those cruise lines are included. And you'll find on those excursions, whether it's on Viking, Region 7C, Oceania, or river cruising, people on those cruises are used to going and really designing their cruising experience around the cruise line excursions. Of course, what's important to note is with these, you're still allowed to head off the ship by yourself, whether it's to go self-touring or on other independent tours. Thirdly, it's really important to understand that this is likely to be something as cruising starts up again. When cruising started out of Germany, they were only doing cruises to nowhere. There was no ports of call. As Italy opened up, we saw the cruise lines including ports. And this was great because you could now go and call on places. You could go and see places. However, they had a responsibility to make sure that people were safe. And there's three things to that. First of all, they were testing all passengers and crew before they went on the cruise to make sure that people coming on board were all negative. Secondly, they created a bubble on board with lots of protocols around cleaning, some mask wearing, and various forms of social distancing to make sure that people on board were kept safe. The third responsibility is to make sure that as people head out on port, they are also safe by extending that bubble. So making sure that people are not likely to be infected or in fact to infect people locally. And that was something that excited ports about letting cruise ships back in. So I think it's really important to understand that these 
rules around having socially distanced and bubbled excursions are a way of letting cruising open. It means that you don't have to go on cruises to nowhere. You can call on ports in a controlled way. Of course, the downside for many people is a concern around cost. So what is happening around the cost of excursions? What we're seeing happening is three things with the cruise lines that are starting up. First of all, they're offering excursions for much lower cost. We're seeing, for example, on MSC cruises that the cruise line excursions are costing as little as 30 euros per person. Secondly, they're selling bundles of excursions. So you can go, for example, on one of the MSC cruises and for about 100 euros, you get a bundle of four or five excursions. And then they're bundling the excursions into premium cabins. So if you travel, for example, an MSC and Yacht Club, you get the excursions included. So certainly there is likely to be some form of on cost, but the cruise lines do understand that there is a need to kind of balance those costs. My personal perspective is that cruise line only excursions as cruising reopens is not too high a price to pay. It means that cruising can start up, they can keep the bubbles in place, and it means that we can not only go cruising, enjoy the ship, but get out in port and explore. It's going to be much easier if cruisers are sailing with those requirements to lift those requirements. Because if cruisers are sailing, it's very easy almost overnight to lift that restriction. However, if we have to wait before we can freely explore a port before cruising could start, cruising could take a very long time to start up. I think keeping those bubbles and those social bubbles is a great way of letting us get out there cruising and exploring. What do you think? Do you think cruise line only excursions at this point in time is too high a price to pay?